Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Rochelle. This podcast started as a space to really just share my journey, to share the experiences and the things that I was going through as I learned to self-regulate, as I learned to manage my emotions. And it has transformed into so much more. This space is really just everything that I trial and error. It's amazing guests coming to you, talking about their journey, their experiences with emotions, and really just take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This journey can feel really isolating at times. It is beautiful. It is painful. It is joyful. It is love. It is all of the things. And we are all of the things all at once. And so just have grace with yourself, have compassion with yourself through this. And I am so grateful that you are listening to this episode wherever you are listening. Thank you for allowing me into your day. Welcome back to another episode. This one is all about uh, five things that you can do during a trigger because when we enter into triggers, it is honestly so hard to to choose a different path, right? To choose a different response. Um, even if we've done a lot of work and even if we have read a lot of books and gone through the whole personal development, right? Like there are key elements that allow us to eventually reprogram the way that we react because the way that we react is so embedded in us, right? It is wired into our brain. It is like literally set from conditioning and and messages that we got in how we should respond, right? And how our response keeps us safe. And so even if those responses are not healthy, and oftentimes they aren't. Um, and so there are certain things that we can do to gain awareness and to gain acceptance, which eventually will allow us to choose a different reaction in a trigger. A lot of that is um, really accepting the shadow, right? This is why we do a lot of shadow work. This is why I personally do a lot of shadow work. I talk a lot about shadow work because it is really so important because when we are not accepting those parts of ourselves, right? The parts of ourselves that we don't like, the ugly, I'll say, parts of ourselves, the dark parts of ourselves, they are parts of us, right? Like, and when we don't accept that, we can't change it. We can't fully see it, right? And I always think like, for me, it's a lot of inner child work because the part of you that responds in a trigger, the part of you that responds when you are emotionally activated tends to be that inner child that is just hurt and is just pulling a fit because they want to be seen. They want to be loved. They want to be cared for, right? And we know hurt people hurt people. And you know, when you think about like in arguments with a partner, right? We tend to project on each other. We tend to blame, right? That can be really easy to do. And so how can we choose a different path? And I honestly, yeah, one of the biggest things is just like accepting your role in it, accepting what's happening, accepting that shadow and being really honest and vulnerable, which is the hard thing to do, right? Like it's not going to just, you're not going to have awareness and then be able to choose something different, right? Like that's not how it works. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of intention. It takes a lot of work, like doing the work. And then we can eventually slowly with awareness, with acceptance, choose something different. And so this episode, yeah, just really talks about five things that are really have been really helpful and transformative in my life that have really helped me. And I don't have it. I don't have it all down, right? There are some situations where I feel like I've got it. And then there are some situations that I'm just like, wow, I am not healed at all, right? Um, but it's all showing us a lesson. It is all teaching us something. And I think just that awareness, like in those moments that when I am choosing to respond in a way that I've responded to this certain trigger, 
a hundred times before, even if I still choose to respond in the way that I chose before, I'm still learning something. I'm still gaining a new perspective in those moments. But without the acceptance and without the work, it is just going to continue to repeat on loop over and over and over again. So it's really important to do that work. Um, and then one thing too, like I honestly feel like finding a community and this has been huge for me over the past, I'll say even six months. And this is also why I have created the community space, the emotional master community space, because I want to have this space where we can support each other and lift each other up and just have people who are going through it in similar cycles as you or similar phases as you or similar life paths, like, you know, where you are currently. But finding a community has been hugely helpful because we know that we are the five people that we surround ourselves with. And sometimes in life, we are not blessed to have people that lift us up around us. Sometimes we get, you know, bogged down by just life, work, life. We don't have work-life balance, like whatever it is. Maybe you live near family that isn't doing the work, that is continually in a repetitive cycle, that continually triggers you. And I'm trying to remember who said, oh, I was listening to Mark Groves at the Almost 30 Camp the other day. And he was talking about, you know, this healing work and in relationships. And he was like, do not gauge your healing on how you respond to your mom. And I had to laugh because it is so true, right? Because like our family is is going to trigger us the most of everybody. So in this whole conversation today too, like keep that in mind, right? Like when you're looking at healing something and maybe your mom is the only one that you respond to in a trigger, right? Like maybe that's the biggest thing that you need to heal. Take it slow because you are not like, it is so true. Like I can do all of this work and I can meet somebody new. I can come into a relationship with somebody new. I can respond differently to my kids. But then my mom says like the one thing and I'm just like, whoa, like, you know, like back 10 steps and not knowing how to respond. And that can be really frustrating, right? So just like hearing him say that, I was just like, that is so unbelievably true. So keep that in mind as you go through this too. Like don't use your parents as a gauge of your healing because that is going to be the hardest place to heal in because there is so much depth there. There is so much ancestral work there. There is so much to that. So, you know, start small as with anything, right? Start small and then grow from there. Um, so these are basically five things that you can do um, just to gain awareness and to work through a trigger so that the next time you get gain awareness a little bit quicker and the next time a little bit quicker, right? And eventually you get to the point where you can identify the trigger before it happens and choose a different path. But that takes a while to get to, right? That takes a lot of awareness. And yeah, like even for me, sometimes it's just like a matter of not, it's a matter of not reacting, right? It's a matter of responding and not reacting. Um, And so that's what this episode is about. Um, Just a little, I'm going to do an astro update before the episode starts because I love astrology and I'm always talking about on here. So we know Mercury is in retrograde um, on the 25th, I believe. Yes, the 25th. So that is going to be Tuesday. It enters Capricorn. So Capricorn is a little bit more, it's things that may come up more with Mercury retrograde and Capricorn is going to be more like that kind of like professional life. So where is that communication need to be looked at? Things that may come up in the workplace, right? So those are more of the aspects. We were just in um, Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. Now we've gone back to Capricorn. 
So just like know that maybe things like that are going to come up a little bit more. Uh, Venus is still in retrograde. So we still got all of the relationship stuff coming up. So this is kind of like timely um, for this episode because our relationships do often trigger us a lot, right? Our relationships are the place where we like feel safe, but then we are bring in the past and we are trying to like actively work past that. And so just like having awareness of that, Venus has been in retrograde since December 19th. Um, it goes direct January 29th. But yes, Venus is still in retrograde. So all this relationship stuff has absolutely been coming up. Um, I know for me personally, it's really been coming up a lot. And I believe the moon, I'm recording this on the 24th. And so I believe the moon is going into Scorpio either tonight or tomorrow. Um, and, and the moon stays in each sign for like two and a half days. Um, so then when this comes out on Thursday, the 27th, I believe it will likely not be, or it might be in Scorpio still, but we know Scorpio is like deep, dark, intense, emotional to water sign and our south node is in Scorpio too. So um, I've been trying to look at the moon as I get emotionally activated. Like today on my car ride home, I was, I hit a, I hit a low. I was like crying on my way home, just like processing through some stuff that of course Venus retrograde is so lovingly showing me. Um, but it's like so important to process through that stuff. So that is still going on. Um yeah, until the 29th. Um, so we've got a few more days of that. And then Mars has entered Capricorn today, which is January 24th. I personally have Mars and Capricorn in my natal chart. It's in the sixth house. But Mars um, is, is exalted in Capricorn. So that's a good placement. And so stuff that might come up here is just like action in the workplace, right? Like you can check where Mars is in your chart or and where Capricorn is in your chart. So for instance, me having Mars and Capricorn in the sixth house, I'm going to be, which makes so much sense about what I do, right? Like holistic health, Ayurveda, gut health, all those things is so, I'm so motivated and so pumped there because Mars is action oriented. It's the, it's the warrior. It's, it's, it's got all the fire, right? Um, it's attached to Aries. And so Mars being in Capricorn and Capricorn is all about work. Sixth house is all about daily routines and health. So that placement is actually really great. So you can check where it is. But yeah, Mars and Capricorn is just going to be really ambitious, really action oriented, and it's going to be all about like work. And so a lot of that like maybe coming up now for you um, with Mars being in Capricorn today, January 24th. Um, so yeah, just just little things that you can look at as it relates to your astrology, just kind of what's going on with the planets and the universe, just to give you an idea of what's going on? Because I think sometimes, you know, we cycle through emotions with which emotions are absolutely normal. Emotions are absolutely valid. And not, you know, when I talk about like astrology, it's not to say that this is why you're feeling certain things. But I do believe that like, when I'm going through, so like, you know, I'm an emotional being. So I'm going through these highs and lows of emotions. And so like, these things may be the things that are coming up more for me when I hit those emotional lows, right? And just a lot of stuff like if you're meditating, if you're journaling, just a lot of these these themes may come up and it's a really good time and space to kind of reflect on those and work through those. So with all of that being said, I would love if you would rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend. If you're on Apple iTunes, um, reviewing on there is so, so helpful. You can always reach out to me on Instagram. Um, my email is down below. Just let me know how you like this episode, if it resonated, share with a friend if it resonates, share it with a friend that you think would benefit from it. Tag me on Instagram if you share it. I love hearing from all of you. So you can absolutely go over there 
Um, tell me what resonated, ask me any questions, connect over there. I just, yeah, I love, love hearing from every single person. Um, one-on-one sessions are open for 2022. And so you can, we can go through a um, consultation call if you want. We can, you can book it down below, but that is also available for 2022. And the Emotional Mastery Workbook is still out there. Uh, That is also linked below. And the Emotional Mastery Workbook was like 70 pages, I think. And it's just all of these tips and tools to like help you self-regulate. It's got journaling areas. It's got human design. It's got astrology. It's got gut health. It's just got all these things that you can experiment with and just see what works for you and leave what doesn't. Um, But it's got so much in there, right? Like so much that I've trialed and erred, so much that has worked for me. And so you can really experiment with that and just trial it out and see what works for you and see if something helps, if something lands. Um, But all that information is down in the show notes. So I thank you so, so much for listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. I appreciate you and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I am briefly interrupting this episode to talk to you about Dame. So if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I am all about self-love, self-trust, getting to know yourself. And a huge part of that is not just getting to know your mind, but it's also getting to know your body, right? And so having been signal for quite a while now, Dame products have really been, not only do they feel amazing, but just a company that I'm so behind. Dame is literally disrupting the sex industry and it is created by females for females, created by vulvas for vulvas, right? And so it's all about pleasure, right? Understanding our bodies and how it works and their products are just incredible. I recently received the Air and let me tell you, if you wanna get there fast, which let's be honest, sometimes with busy lives, we want to, but this is literally the product for you. They have been so kind to give all of you a 10% discount, the code EMOTIONAL. 10 e-m-o-t-i-o-n-a-l 10 and the link is also below in the show notes you can click that link get yourself 10 percent off on the air the arc has been my best friend for years um it is good for all sorts of stimulation you can use it with a partner um just really great for a little date night out with yourself but don't miss out on this get the emotional 10 discount today So this episode is going to be what you can do in trigger, right? If you're emotionally triggered, if you're emotionally activated, because often it's in those times when literally logic goes out the window. You can have everything set up. Like if you're going into a conversation, you can know exactly what you're going to say. You can have lists written down. But when we get to that state of emotional activation, right? Like when we get to that trigger state, literally everything goes out the window. Logic, everything, and our body, our emotions tend to just like take over. Now, maybe you're the type of person that is so emotionally cool and under control. Awesome. (laughs) Maybe if you are struggling to tap into your emotions, if that's the case, you can also listen to this and find ways to actually tap into that response and and to understand perhaps like what the response would be, like what you're feeling. Because there are people who just are very disconnected with their emotions. And that can also be difficult too. Um, so I don't want to discredit those people. So this this is going to be basically five tips that you can do during a trigger um, or shortly after. Because like I said, sometimes it's really hard in that moment to actually be able to like go through your thought process and understand you know, what's going on. With practice, you'll get to the point of like, you'll be able to, to n- notice when you're starting to get there and stop it before it gets there. So 
there are, I don't even know where I heard it, but there are like certain levels uh, to emotional awareness. There are certain levels to being able to respond to a trigger. And the first one is just being able to reflect back in awareness, right? So the triggers happened, maybe you've blown up, you freaked out, whatever it is. And then afterwards, you can be like, oh, wow, like I really overreacted. I was in a trigger. I was emotionally activated. And that's how I responded um, because of X, Y, Z. And then there's, you know, you can go through it and right after it, right? You can kind of catch yourself at the end and be able to and to be able to come back to yourself. Um, and then there's, the, you know, when you be able to catch yourself in it, your mind is like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Let me take a pause. Like, we take a breath. Let me reassess. And then you get to the point where you'll notice the trigger right before it happens, right? Like you're starting to feel that trigger. And so that you can kind of curb it, right? Because you've caught it. You you understand the body feelings. You understand what you're, what you're going through. And you can catch it there. And then you'll eventually, maybe you will or maybe you won't <laughs> get to the point where you don't even get triggered because you just have that awareness of the thing that triggers you. Um, so some things that you can do, whether you are at the first stages of this or you're advanced in it, but... If you're advanced in it, you likely have figured out the tools that work for you. Um, But again, even there are different triggers. There are different sorts of triggers. So five things that you can do. First, have awareness. Accept what's going on. Reflect. Breathe. And I'm going to say meditate as a a tool because meditation is super helpful. And I'm even going to say meditation could be journaling. Um, just having that space where you're with yourself and you're reflecting and you're kind of like pulling into yourself and you're able to process through what happened. So the first thing is going to be awareness, right? Awareness is key. We can have the awareness and process through it and, and understand like why we were activated, what was happening, and then acceptance. Acceptance is huge because a lot of times we want to just shame ourselves for feeling a certain way. We want to shame ourselves for the emotions that we don't like. We want to shame ourselves for the emotions that other people don't like, right? So it's just like fully accepting that this is a part of you. This is the way you respond to certain things. Having compassion in that also because like likely when you are in a trigger, when you are emotionally activated like that, you are a child right? Like it literally is your inner child coming out, stomping their feet, pulling a fit, freaking out because they are not being seen, right? So accept that there's a part of you that feels that way. And that is okay, right? Accept that you may have responded in a way that you responded a thousand times before and you're trying your hardest not to respond that way, but you did. Accept it. You are human. You are conditioned right? You have a lifetime, however long you've lived so far, you've had your lifetime of experiences that is showing you. And remember, like the way that we respond when we're emotionally activated, our ego, our mind literally thinks it's keeping us safe. That is why we continue to respond in the way that we do. Like me personally, when I get triggered, I either get really quiet because it's always been shown to me that when I use my voice, when I speak up, it is not safe. So I shut it down. I get really quiet. I try my hardest not to cry, even though like I have this ball of like pain in my throat because it so badly wants to come out. I get real passive aggressive. Like if I feel that you're a safe person to sort of emotionally respond to, I get really passive aggressive. Um... I feel like I've gotten out of the victim state, but I used to really badly get into that victim mindset, victim state of like blaming it on everybody else. Like it's not my fault. Um, So just, but accepting all of that, right? Like that is how I've been taught is safe to respond when I'm emotionally activated. Um, And if you are, if you speak out, right? Like you are, you're 
you are keeping yourself safe by doing that, right? Like your mind logically thinks that that is keeping you safe for whatever reason, for whatever experiences you've had. So just, yes, accepting all of that. So now you've had the awareness, you've had the acceptance, breathe, right? If you can catch yourself in a trigger, if you can catch yourself right after or right before or during, stop. If you have to leave the room, leave the room. Um, I heard, I don't even know what book it was or if I heard it on a podcast, but I thought it was really cool. But this, I, it was a woman, I believe. I don't, again, I don't remember if it comes to me, I'll put it in the show notes, but she said something about this cutting the cake method. And it's like, if you are two partners emotionally activated, if you're having a fight or you're having a trigger, and if somebody can catch it at some point in there, just be like, I'm going to get the cake, right? Literally, whatever. It doesn't have to be cake. If you have a cookie, if you have something in your fridge, I don't know, tea, if you have tea, you want to make tea, you hummus, I don't know, whatever it is, right? But it's just like taking that pause in the midst of it to like go into the kitchen and literally like open it up, put it on a plate and come back. But during that, the the point of me telling this story is because like during that you can breathe, right? It gives you the space to breathe. Take some deep breaths, calm and 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 stimulate that vagus nerve, right? To calm yourself down. <sighs> Just breathe. Right. And then you can come back. You can have that. You've had the acceptance. You've had the awareness. You're breathing, which calms you down. So you can see things a little bit differently. Right. You can reflect on what's being said. Have compassion. How can you come towards this in a compassionate state? Like, can you try and understand what the other person is trying to say? Can you put yourself in their shoes? Can you try and have understanding? Can you can you repeat back to them what they are saying? And it can be really hard especially when the other person maybe isn't at that level or doesn't have that awareness or isn't working towards those things because then our ego gets flared up again. I'm literally speaking from experience where the other person is just like so stuck on their their idea, right, that they want you to see. And then I get really stuck on the thing that I want them to see, but then nobody's listening to each other, right? So just try like repeating back what you're hearing or how you're perceiving it, but make it clear that like, hey, this is what I'm perceiving, this is how I'm taking it. This is how I'm feeling so that it's not like pointing the finger and then they're going to point the finger back and it's never going to end, right? Somebody's got to break that loop at some point if you want to have effective communication. And I'm by no means an expert at this. <laughs> I'm just like trying. I'm taking my baby steps and I'm getting there. So breathe, reflect, you know, in whatever way that means. Maybe you take some time to journal. Um, maybe you actually verbally, like I said, reflect back to the person what you're hearing. Um and then meditate on it, right? Or journal on it later. I always, I've become, I've come into the habit of journaling. You know, like I literally, I started a new gym and I was just triggered for a lot of reasons. And so, but I had awareness of it while I was in that state. And I could tell myself like, no, I am deserving, right? Like I am worthy. I belong here. I, I, yeah, I'm deserving. I'm worthy. I belong. Like all of those things I just keep on repeat in my head as I'm going through it, as I'm feeling these like triggers rise up. Accepting and understanding why I'm feeling these triggers, right? It's because of these little things that I've always, the messages that I've gotten or the way I've always felt or, or feel like I've been perceived by comments that people have made, but like reinforcing that with myself. Like I am worthy. I am deserving. I am deserving of being seen. I'm deserving of being here. I'm deserving of the things that I want. And so just like really cycling through that and being able to come back to that when you're in a state of emotional activation and, you know, maybe you just write it down, maybe put it in your phone, just something like awareness, acceptance, 
breathe, reflect, and meditate. And again, meditation doesn't have to be like sitting, you know, for an hour. I'm just using meditation in the terms of really understanding, reflecting, kind of putting all these things together, putting all these things together and like fully understanding and making conscious effort to maybe change it up the next time. Um, maybe there's a better word that than meditate. Um, contemplate. Perhaps that's a better word. Contemplate. Really contemplate and like and follow through and figure out and don't don't just leave it in the one thing, right? Like take the time after to really go through it and understand, not just in the moment afterwards too. Those have been the tools that have been helpful for me. Aside from those, like within within the trigger moment. Um, movement is always my thing. Like I was even and even I was super emotionally activated the other way and it was in a positive way, right? Like I had just my, I literally felt like my energy was going to burst out of my body. I was just like, I like when I get into those stages, whether it's a positive emotional state or a perceived negative emotional state, like I don't, there is, it is what it is, right? And our body's always trying to tell us something. So whether in that positive or negative, like perceived emotional state, it's all, it's, it's energy, right? It's like, it's all this energy buildup. And so how can you release that? How can you release that effectively, healthily, healthily, healthy, um, and find that thing that works for you? Like I said, for me, it's movement. Like, like I said, I was so, so emotionally activated. I had so much energy. Yeah. I thought I was just going to explode with it. I didn't even know how to contain it. And so in times like that, like for me, it's, it's running, getting on the treadmill and just running. That to me is my thing that gets it out of my body, that shakes it up. It gets it moving around because remember, emotions are energy in motion. And so when we can get on, when we can shift around those emotions and that's why I always, always, always talk about movement and it does not have to be as intense as like, I'm going to go run 5k like right now. It can be anything, taking a walk, just something that's going to move that energy for you. We can look at human design and talk about energy of movement and all that kind of stuff. I'm an MG manifesting generator, so I have a ton of energy. So like high intensity stuff works for me. But like if you're a reflector, if you don't have that defined sacral, like no, it's not going to look the same for you. And that's fine, right? Um, So just like knowing your body and knowing what works and what doesn't. But those would be my five tips in a trigger um, that will really help you come back to yourself, kind of ground you in your energy so that you can really come to it from this more conscious state and be more productive in that and be more productive in resolving the issue and working towards changing the way you respond. Again, it is not going to happen overnight and it's not going to be easy. You are going to respond the same way you did over and over and over again so many times. It's going to be frustrating, but like it's a slow process, right? And so you have to start somewhere and just the awareness of it in the beginning is huge huge because it's going to get you there. It's going to help you understand. But of course, we have to take action too. We can't just have the awareness. You have to take action, which which really helps break that patterning, kind of rewire the brain. Um, And so those would be my tips. Four, five tips during uh, a trigger when you're emotionally activated. So... I hope that was helpful. You can tag me on Instagram. You can send me a DM. You can connect with me. My washing machine is going crazy. Apologize. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you can connect with me, DM, share, rate, review, subscribe, all the things. It just helps get this podcast out to more ears so I can bring you more episodes, more guests, all the good stuff. Um, And I thank you so much for listening to me.